Good evening and welcome to horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. And we've fucking lost Chris. What's the show? He, he's pressed the wrong button. <laughs> he hasn't pressed got it, he's pressed fuck it. We uh, yes, uh yes. It's a good... <laughs> Here he is. All right, he's back, he's back. He's back and he's got the combination. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you could tell it to never leave meeting, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> Welcome back. What did you do? I clicked the button that said leave meeting because you'd click record instead of the button very close to it that says got it. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, just hit it, but anyway, there you go. Yay. I'm leaving all that in. Anyway, so yeah. spoilers and swearing. Uh good evening. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam Still. Yay. And now we are all actually still here uh, for this evening's What We've Been Watching episode. Mm. Um, I have been a little bit laxed. I've watched one thing, which is technically three things, but we will get into that. Before I do, Adam, I believe you have some housekeeping you would like to cover. Yes, we've had quite a few people getting, well, a few people getting contact. Well, I mean, Ooh. some people got in contact, which <laughs> yeah. is more than usually happens for us. Nice. So, you know, just wanted to give everyone a quick sort of shout out and let everyone know. So, uh, Lead Belt Art's been back in contact with mm. us now. Go and follow Lead Belt Art. That is, it, it, as it sounds on Instagram, brilliant artist. Um, mm. And that it was them who recommended. Wild Zero to us, which was obviously uh, yes. uh, Emily yeah. So, yeah, so definitely go and give them a follow. Uh, our good lad Joe Watson has been in contact. Mm. He was recommending again uh, In Search of Darkness. Now, that's the um, multi-part, sort of part, several hours worth of documentary. Uh, this is the 1990 to 1994 uh, set of horror. Oh, nice. Um, and mm. I really need to get on that, but he's been loving it and says you know we've definitely got to get on that get have a watch so that's yeah. a general recommendation everyone because joe, joe has very good tastes i mean he, yes. he likes us does, yeah. other than that he's got really <laughs> good taste um and also we've had contact from uh doomshire tapes now doomshire mm. tapes the purveyors of finest sludge doom drone and psych uh, music is a tape label um, who specialise in uh, existing recordings that haven't had a physical release. So they sort of get them out on tape and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. What a great can... idea. And yeah. for Doom as well. Like, that is oh, amazing yeah. on cassette. One, yeah. one of the best things on there is, is uh, on the disclaimer, it says, no stoner, death to false stoner. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, that, I mean, it's a great label again someone to go and follow go and check out and everything um but uh they've been in contact basically because of our recent episode on the red shoes um so they were saying that their father harold clark was a sound engineer at pinewood studios after uh, world war ii who worked on the red shoes and oh. sort of like always spoke wow. very highly of the film and um you know really enjoyed his time on it um mm. more importantly certainly from doomshire's point of view is it's where um it's where his uh, where their father met their mother uh, apparently she was hanging around trying to get Marion Goring's autograph <laughs> uh, which they still have mm-hmm. wow. they've still got the autograph but that's where they met uh, that's where they met and uh, a tiny doomshire was born 
<laughs> and went on to create uh, uh, an incredible bespoke tape label. And um, so I said, you know, that's just made a great film even better as far as yeah, I was. These little sort of stories from the background of these things and stuff. That is so cool. Oh, it is brilliant, isn't it? I also, I also loved, um, uh, they said that um, they often wondered why their dad's stayed like when they went to the pictures with their dad it was like well why why do we stay to the end and it was like oh yeah to make sure he gets to see his name in the credits because obviously like sound engineer you're not going to be <laughs> no. the first on the bill yeah. so yeah he would always sit, sit they'd always sit through all the credits to make sure i mean nowadays it would be to see if thanos turns up or some bullshit <laughs> back then it was just to make sure that you got to see your name in lights so i just yeah, yeah thanks to everyone who's been in contact but that was just a great little story that's just really sort of yeah really improved the red shoes from from my point of view as well so yeah absolutely yeah. i've got a quick uh, one as well um yeah we had an email from nicholas tomney of the perfect host the man. Um, oh, and good. yeah yeah amazing um but he got in touch to say that his new film uh what you wish for which is about a chef with gambling problems flees to latin america to a Latin American villa where he assumes another man's identity. And I'm sure it would be uh, exactly the sort of thing that we would want to watch. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it to the premiere at Fight Fest, but we would certainly be keeping an eye out for that and, yeah, watching it at our next earliest opportunity. Yeah, definitely. As soon as it's out, we've got to cover that Mm. 100%. I'm gutted we couldn't make it, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, Chris and I were halfway up the country when... Yeah, uh... some family... (laughs) duties yeah but uh yes but yeah hopefully we'll get to see it soon sooner rather mm. than later but uh yeah it looks great and in the meantime anyone who has not watched the perfect host oh yeah yeah do yourselves a favor <laughs> go and find it because you will you your life will just be better for it absolutely you know and you can recommend it to people and eventually like jamie oliver and his bullshit eventually <laughs> maybe we can spread this the word and get enough people watching this. I almost wish I'd watched that again for this episode because of some of the things I have watched, I could have done with oh, some of that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's definitely teased us in. So yeah. go on then, Chris, let's kick off with you. So what have you been watching that was either a depressing or B? Oh, I've, I've had a rip roaring. London. Uh, and, and other dark places um so so to begin with uh, i decided to watch edgar wright's last night in soho oh ah, uh, yeah because it's got anya taylor joy mm-hmm. normally a very good sign already uh, we've seen a few of her great films and i didn't realize it also has um diana rigg who i know lee is quite a, a fan of we're all uh, fans. Oh, everyone is, yeah, but, but he has a particular <laughs> soft spot for her with regards to uh, the the Miss Hardbroom role. Yes, <laughs> that yeah, um, and also Terence Stamp, who I had not seen, probably not seen since he was General Zod. I don't think. I, I mean, I must have seen him in other films, but that's the thing I think of. So it's the it's the iconic thing. It is, isn't yeah, it? fair yeah, enough. And then a uh, an actor that I don't know very well, Thomasin McKenzie. She's the main actor in this, and fantastic job. I mean, they they all do wonderful job. Um, I think she has been in some other films, uh, but and Matt Smith didn't as well, write them. 
Oh, yes, yes, and Matt Smith, yeah. Who, uh, so, uh, funny enough, so I have only seen him in Sh Sherlock. No. No, no, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. I yeah, I was going to say, Doctor yeah. Sherlock. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> but so, so they're, they're some of the things that I have not watched very much of, as we have mentioned before. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, so Doctor Who. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Smith, right. But um, Last Night in Soho, it is... Um, it is a wonderful style like fantastic but it is quite a dark film um it's all about uh ellie turner she comes from a uh, small town in cornwall and she's trying to um, come to london and uh, become a fashion designer at university and it, it's she's suffering with something and it's not entirely clear 100 percent what it is but it sort of hints enough that you know, yeah, there's something going on. And she's had a bit of a dark past. Her mother committed suicide. And so it's about her trying to get on in London. And then she appears like she is, but then it takes a darker turn. And and again, we you know, don't want to give too much away. I, I did really like it. I thought it was a very well portrayed idea of a story um, that certainly gets to the heart of something about somebody struggling and yeah, trying to figure things out. And then the end is is a, a very impressive ending. Yeah, yeah, because you've mm. seen you've seen it, haven't you, Lee? Yeah, I've Lee. Yeah. I'm the only I'm the only one here who who hasn't. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and anyone else who's listening, but yeah, I, you know, yeah, definitely my sort of film like really hit something powerful. Is it is it a recommend from you both? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I didn't. I didn't remember what you'd said before, Lee. But yeah. Um, and it's funny, so I did see Edgar Wright actually did Baby Driver, which I know that's yes. one of your favourite films, Lee. Yes. Which I still haven't seen, but I think I should. It's, yeah, it's, it's way more. And what I love about Edgar Wright is... He's done tons of yeah, amazing but films, but yeah, I just didn't realise he'd done Baby Driver. His films are so different, you know. That's mm, like, yeah. Last Night in Soho and Stand It Next to baby driver they're so complete mm. obviously all the stuff he did with simon Pegg and yeah yeah Frost. um but he's been working like i watched the other month i watched um murder most horrid from the 90s oh, yeah mm, okay. yeah and he directed one of those shows back then he must have been not more than a teenager i don't think yeah um, but it must, must have been one of his very first things then yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I'm assuming it is the same Edgar, right? It'd be unusual if it wasn't. But does show yeah. when you can put your hand to different things and uh, yeah. come up with such amazing results. But yeah, I mean, he's just yeah, he can't put a foot wrong in my book. Mm. Really, he's uh, yeah, yeah, very accomplished. Adam, what have you yeah. been watching? Well, I've got one. Not sure if it'd be. I'm not sure if it'd be your cup of tea. I think it could be Chris's. Um, mm. But I. I've finally got hold of a Blu-ray copy of On the Silver Globe. Now, On the Silver Globe uh, is a Polish science fiction film mm. uh, directed by Andrzej Zawowski, who um, also did Possession, yeah, which okay. is my favourite woman has an affair with an interdimensional squid film. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and Because uh, there are at least two I can name. So... <laughs> Um, and yeah, from, as you would expect from someone who produced Possession, I mean, fuck me. Basically, and I include I include both Dennis Villeneuve and David Lynch's versions. 
this is the film that Dune aspires to be mm. because it is fucking <laughs> mental. Okay. It, you, um, basically, what happened was is that he was he's a um, he was a uh, he he's Polish. There's mm. um, Zawowski's uh, Polish director, but he left Poland because of uh, the communist regime, and he moved to France and was making films there. And basically because mm. he started getting sort of some popularity and everything else like that, um, around about 1975, the, um, uh, like the Polish government, like the arts sort of wing of the Polish government said, why don't you come back and we'll give you all the funds you need to make any project you want to. So he decided to adapt um, his grand uncle Jersey's novel, The Lunar Trilogy. And basically, yeah, so they sort of produced, they were making it between 1976 and 77. He ended up costing them around about 58 million zloty, mm. um, which I think is around about, I think it's around about 10,000 million or something like that. It's it's a fair fucking whack. Yeah. And it appears on screen, believe me. This isn't like, you know, the, it looks amazing. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah, they pulled the plug when it was about 80% finished. Oh. Um, so um, in about 1986, he managed to get a bit more cash because they closed the set down, destroyed, mm. they closed it down, destroyed all the sets, destroyed all the costumes. Everyone went on their merry way. But all the oh. costume designers and the actors and people, yeah. basically everyone was like, we'll try and keep as much as we can yeah. because officially this is closed down and belongs to the production company and we shouldn't have any of it. But fuck them. They're only mm. saying destroy <laughs> it. So they kept what they could and some of the actors came back to do post-production oh, like voiceovers cool. and stuff like that. Um, and so the bits of the script that didn't get filmed are narrated by Zawowski over mm. just pictures of modern day Poland. So like mm. people in shopping centres, people at an airport, uh, walking down a high street. That's got to be and pretty interesting to watch just to see how they've, you know. Yeah. So so from that point of view, it's really weird. But yeah. when you actually see what they filmed, fuck mm. me, it looks incredible. Mm. But also it's lots of people screaming in Polish. I don't think anyone has a line of dialogue that isn't about it's like a philosophical, a philosophical treatise on mm. God's abandonment of man. <laughs> and so, you know, it's really, you know, it's all on there. Nice, it, gentle stuff. Oh, mate, it's full on. And the basic yeah. plot, the plot is that a group of um, astronauts go to this uh, planet to colonise. Most of them mm. die on impact. Three of them are left, two men and a woman. Uh, and the woman's pregnant by one of the dead uh, crew members. And she gives birth and then they have a few more kids and on this planet growth is accelerated further. So they by by the time that the three astronauts die out, they've left a population of a sort of tribe of humans, basically, who yeah. are sort of like but they are equipping themselves from savagery. They're like they've you know, they're sort of like they're at sort of Stone Age level. And then another astronaut comes along to see how they're progressing and he becomes kind of their messiah figure 
because they're almost like a cargo cult of they remember the astronaut, mm. but they're like a mythological thing. They're all, they're a religion of yeah. like the old mother, but yeah. it's actually people you've seen. You know who these people are, and basically, it is it is a very long and expensive way of saying people are all the bloody same. <laughs> but it does basically. It's like you know we've created this new tribe of humans on this new planet. Mm. And basically, they just turn into barbaric castles, yeah. <laughs> use religion as an excuse to crucify each other, yeah. uh, go to war with a group of telepathic bird people called the Shens. Oh, um, mate, it is madness! But it so, looks, it looks like every great fucking music video that you've ever seen. It's just incredible, and yeah, it definitely is sort of horror adjacent. There is a mm. lot of brutality in it there is a lot of weirdness um and as i say most of it is just a lot of people screaming about how god has abandoned them so how have we not mentioned this before or um i i i had it on what i can only what i described as a semi-official dvd mm. uh a long time for a long time but now i'm watching it on this like restored blu-ray yeah and it looks like it was filmed yesterday and you're like my god God, I can see every penny on this screen. It wasn't mm. like, you know, when you hear of Hollywood productions where it's like, oh, it's gone ridiculously over budget, and you're like, yeah, most of it up the producer's nose. Yeah, mm. this is clip. This is all on they screen. Spent- it, <laughs> it looks it it looks like Bjork's imagination. It's lots mm. of like weird tribal Wiccan people and witch women and um, people getting bloody impaled and and decaying bird people taking over rubbish tattered streets and oh my god it's madness i, I can but, see yeah. why you said i might like this i think it could it could be up your street i think it might try Lee's patience <laughs> i'll be honest I, I was thinking i'm definitely gonna watch the trailer i think the trailer, <laughs> watch the trailer be because you will watch the trailer because you it's it's like you just sit there and go wow someone actually now i kind of understand what the die laughing video by therapy was all about about like <laughs> people on beaches having a bad time but you know this is sort of yeah it's um yeah incredible fucking thing so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> fantastic um yes as i cryptically alluded to um so i've only watched one thing since uh we last recorded mm. but that one thing is i've re rewatched all three episodes of fear street oh okay Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the R.L. Stein um, production that they did on Netflix back yeah. in 2021. Uh, because, we, again, because we watched it week on week when it came out and really mm. enjoyed it. I kind of, it was one of those things, you know, when you kind of binge something and then it just, you forget that it, it goes and you, yeah. And yeah. you've got very positive memories of yeah. it, but you can't quite Not sure why exactly. Yeah. So we decided, well, let's just go back and rewatch the entire mm. thing over three nights. Yeah. Oh, and, and really enjoyed it the second time round as well. It's okay. Uh, does it need all three to? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah. All three. So the story starts in episode one of nineteen ninety four. So you mm. get what's happening now, um, and then you get a. But this has all happened before in, in 1978, and then the mm. next episode is 1978. All and right. then at the end of that, you get, yeah, but if you want to solve the problem, we need to go back to when it all started in 1666. Mm. And the third episode is half in 1666, and then comes back to 1994 <laughs> yeah. to kind of tie the whole thing up. 
So is this is this like an example of it would have been a movie, but because Netflix can do it as episodes, then it's fine to do that, and it's then a longer movie essentially. Uh, possibly, I don't know. Is that, it was written by R.L. Stein, who did the mm. Goosebumps. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I think this was his one that he wrote more for sort of teens. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I I would believe. Um, but yeah, so I don't know how long the books are. Mm. If it was like a full novel for each one, or what he did. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely read them. This is my second time of watching it, and it's just it's so good. But it it felt very much like um like Netflix had put out Stranger Things, mm. and then R.L. Stein kind of come along and nudged him and went, you know, I did this first. Could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not going to make a fuss. Yeah. You make my version. I'll shut up and go away. And that's basically what it felt like. And it's got a lot, it shares a lot of the same um, cast with Stranger Things as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really, the cast in this is just outstanding considering how few of them I recognized. Uh, yeah. It was, it was excellent. It was really, really good. And I really enjoyed it. Again, it's that because a lot of them are, are teenagers. It's, you know, like we always say with kid actors, but quite often kid actors are in stuff with adults, so you kind of mm. get that. But whereas this, a lot more sort of Goonies or yeah, Stranger Things, it yeah. is just the teenagers. So if mm. their acting can't hold it, it it's got nothing to lean yeah. back on. You know? um, yeah. But yeah, no, really enjoyed it. It was yeah, it was a good three nights. It's six hours, very well spent. And anyone who hasn't seen it yet, so so I was gonna say that is really useful, right? Because I kept looking at it over the past couple of years, thinking, shall I? And then I knew it had got had some decent reviews when it came out, and I was like, oh, I won't quiet. But now I am very tempted again. I might have to give it a whirl myself because especially if it's you said it's set in the nineties. Yeah, the first one's 94. Oh, yeah, so all the soundtrack is all... Mm. And that's why it's particularly poignant for Adam and I. Um, yeah, so 1994 was the year that we would have finished school, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it was the year we finished school and went to college, and it's all that music. I, I think you're finally, that's when we left kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what gives it away, is the next episode was set in 1978, which was obviously the year Adam and I were born. Yeah. Oh, um, bloody hell, yeah. Uh, 1666, we don't have any uh, affiliation with. But that's what I mean. But, like, it's got that whole, you know, so the the, the kids' camp one for 78, the slasher one, has got that feel of, you know, those films mm. that were coming up then when we were young that we were watching those yeah. early slashers set it, filmed in the 80s but set a little bit previously. Mm. Yeah, and the 94 one, as I say, the whole soundtrack is just, yeah, that was nightclubs when we were... <laughs> first going to nightclubs it was just full of that shit and it was yeah really good that's it but so it's got it's got nostalgia it's captured that element right but it does actually have substance to follow up yeah, with. It's, yeah. it's nostalgia without it being pure just, nostal- like yeah. it works on its own merit mm, but it is okay. lovely every time a song comes on you go yeah um oh my god yeah, i forgot this was a thing and so if it, if it's aimed at teenagers but set in 1994, is there such a is it about the fear of things like you had to remember to take a book to the toilet, <laughs> or or forever just read the back of the bleach bottle? <laughs> it is funny. There is a lot of like AOL Messenger and stuff going. On. <laughs> like, oh wow! Um, but yeah, I so said I know you didn't watch it at the time, Adam, because I know you're a bit like me when stuff like this comes out. If you don't catch it on that very first wave, I get so sick of hearing about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it now because I 
I'm bored of it and I haven't even watched it yet. So yeah, yeah so it's nice to give it a bit of space. Well, yeah, not only that, but also this at least this has died down as a thing because obviously with Stranger Things they kept the series going. So there's yeah. also the thing where it's not only was I sick of it before yeah, I did, got did, to it. You still haven't watched Stranger Things. Have I you? still haven't watched it. But <laughs> okay. Also, I'm now yeah, but I'm also now at the point where it's like four series. I'm an old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't catch up with that. Yeah, you say three, that. Three episodes. You could... I've just started season sixteen of. Uh, always sunny and i only started that about four months ago four months five months ago yeah and i've managed to smash through the entire not regretting that. thing this year so uh yeah in fairness i'm i'm on about series five of fucking thriller and <laughs> you know, they're about an hour and a half a fucking episode so you know wow. in fairness yes i should i should really find the time somehow <laughs> um chris have you watched anything else? I have. And you might think I'm trying to crowbar in this wonderfully colourful, happy, uh, interesting film that you think this is not horror. This is. And anyway, so it's called Barb. Barb. Barbie. Barbadook. Uh, not Barbie. As uh, my, my, my wonderful little trick there. <laughs> obviously got yeah, everyone yeah, yeah i know you're probably thinking what where is he going with this? <laughs> this is absolute rubbish right but yeah so so the bar 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 baduk which uh, it was not a comedy that was another full-on dark uh, but yeah so yeah. well done I, I thought and, and and it was it's one of those where you're watching it and like i, I don't always like young children in a film no, and it's like yeah but you think it right oh, so for me right <laughs> so so i'm thinking you want you want him to put you on edge right and it's like is mm. he doing it too well or is he doing it so badly and i just hate him or oh, what, that, what's that... going on here like what is uh, how are you messing with me what do i really think and then it, but once you get to the end it's like all right now i totally get what what was happening here and i think you did that very well you know, outstanding performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just horrible all the way through. Like just yeah, the way it's everyone can get it wrong again. It's, it's like so. I guess yeah, it reminded me of the witch to some degree. It's like when things become dysfunctional, you mm. think you're being good, but they're being bad. But then you realise no, it's me, and then you hate yourself, and you know, it's, yeah. it becomes all just so messy. And and then other people getting involved, and like yeah. Yeah, very, very powerful. No, that, it is. It is a fucking intense film. Mm, yeah, that, you know, because like you say, the kid is either a genius <sighs> yeah. or a yeah. fucking living nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to uh, hit that, yeah, those points, those levels, um, that, that level, you know, yeah. it's sort of, uh, uh, yeah, so and. and and I can't, I can't remember the actress's name, but the uh, who's playing the mum in it is, she is just spectacular as well. That yeah. is, you know, they are so good mm. in that film. It's, it's one that I may revisit one day. I don't know I, because, I, I, yeah, because sort of, in a weird way, I'm not sure if it would bear. Just Essie Davis, the, the, that's it, Essie Davis, yeah. yeah, and Noah Wiseman was the son. Mm. Yeah, go on. I don't know if it would bear up now if you see what i mean i don't I, know how well it would sort of 
like translate having watched it when it first came out and being part of that wave of sort of oh you know you've got to see the Babadook it's incredible because the Babadook was and I know it's a horrible term but at the what is it enhanced horror or elevated horror sorry mm, yeah. Okay, you know, yeah it's kind yeah, of yeah, it's kind of like one of the early shots of that I don't mm, it's not a24 but you feel it it's got be yeah yeah definitely mm. you know it's sort of pre-hereditary pre um so I, I think yeah. I think if I'd watched this when Toby was about the same age as the boy I, I would have had to turn it off <laughs> like, oh uh, this to just be honest messing with me way too much yeah, like I don't think I could watch it as a dad now. No, because like, it is, oh, especially because oh. you don't want to be shouting at the screen. No. Just it in, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but it is. And, you know what you should be doing, but it's like, <laughs> what, what are they doing to me? Yeah, it, what it, and the thing is, it's one of those. Even as someone who doesn't mm. have children and will never have children. Uh, because this is exactly how yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, if I'd seen some of these, I think I'd... Uh, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, a combination of that and the ever-crying kid out of the On the Buses movies, that should be enough <laughs> to fucking finish it off. Shrivel your nuts back into you. <laughs> um, but I do need to go back and re-watch it, because it, it was it was a, not a traumatic film, but it is a very tense film, and it does yeah. have such an atmosphere. Yeah, that I sort of came away and really enjoyed it, I seem to remember, but I've had no inclination to go right, back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I should, because I barely remember it now. Mm, that's and you know you know about the Babadook becoming a gay icon, don't you? <laughs> because basically there was a balls up on like Netflix or whatever, and someone posted it online and it just went viral. But basically what happened was they'd accidentally put the, the Babadook under cover. like gay and lesbian yeah. interests <laughs> section. And the first film that was on there was The Babadook. And so by that meme just going round and that photograph, that picture going round, um, people go to drag shows as The Babadook and like, you know, they're on a very like, different life. There's like the, <laughs> the Babadook is a regularly worn costume at pride events and stuff like that, or it was for a while. That because awesome. just because of that. You know, yeah. clearly nothing in the film is anything to do with well, I love the, the fact Babadook that... being a gay icon, but he became, yeah, just outside of the film, he became this sort of thing. But I love <laughs> the fact that they took it and ran with it. Like, the gay oh, yeah. were like, it's nothing to do with us, and this we is clearly this. a massive mistake, but we're going to take this and we're not going to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, the rainbow, the rainbow history of the... Of the Babadook, that, that does lighten up, you know, a, li a little bit. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I have only watched one other thing. I will be very brief because it uh, calling it horror is a bit of a stretch. Mm. Um, the other thing I did watch, I watched Forty Seven Ronin. Hmm. Oh yeah, any good? Yeah, I, 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 I say I watched it. It's probably the eighth time I watched it. I just, I've always <laughs> watched enough. it. On so I watched it streaming, but I finally went and bought it on Blu-ray because I love it so much. Mm. Um, it is not a great movie. It's a very pretty movie, and I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, so it, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure movie. But I say it isn't technically horror, but it does have an evil witch in it who change who shape shifts and uses dark magic um and there are a race of 
uh, as Adam was saying, half Hulk, half men ninjas in it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Mm. Yeah, so it's got all that stuff going on, which is funny because I believe that the original 47 Ronin was based on a true story. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't remember one of them being the son of a demon who was found (laughs) in the forest, yeah, or him going back to the ghostly forest in order to collect swords, but, Mm. oh yeah, or anybody having to fight a massive fuck-off dragon, but I mean, it's, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so again, horror-adjacent action movie, I really love it and I watched it and I just wanted to give it some props because I know everyone shits on it and quite rightly so because it's pretty <laughs> dreadful. But from another standpoint, which is normally about five beers in, it's well, also so yeah, bloody if, if entertaining. You, if you have the right right expectations set, it's yeah, it's what you need at that point. Is it is it a case of from that standpoint, everyone can fuck off, it's great. That's that's exactly it. When I've had enough beer that I don't care what anyone thinks, I'm like, I'm going to watch this film and fuck everyone else because it's all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to mention. Did Adam have another one? I've only got that. I last week I went to the Quake Mass Experiment live, which was a a reading of all six episodes of the original Quake Mass Experiment at Alexandra Palace. Wow. Yeah. And um, to commemorate 70 years since its original broadcast. Now, the tapes mm-hmm. of these got lost. There's two episodes left, but they didn't bother. It went out live. Yeah. So they didn't bother recording episodes three to six. Mm-hmm. And there's adaptions of it and stuff like that. There's the Hammer film. There was one in 2005. They did an adaption of it with Jason Fleming as Professor Quatermass, which is recommended. I really like that one. But this was like the first time I've ever experienced the whole thing as it was written by Nigel Neal. Wow, yeah. It was fucking amazing. Boiling fucking hot. Yeah. The the (laughs) audience, we all just sat there and fucking shriveled along with the people on stage. And they just essentially just read from the scripts. Mm. Um, It was hosted and organised by John Deere of Birdcast, which is a podcast about Nigel Neal and quite a mass. Mm. And uh, Mark Gatiss was Professor Quiet Mass. Alice Lowe was there. Toby Hado, mm. Kevin McNally, right. Ben Starkey, just loads of Excellent. really cool people. And yeah, fuck me, was it? It was. I think we ended up being about four and a half hours, mm. like uh, with an with a ten minute intermission. Mm. But, but it was so worth it's, it. That's for serious here, people because because they obviously they were just doing it as from the script and stuff mm. like that. So they were just reading it essentially, but they were narrating the parts that were written in there. And you suddenly find out that Nigel Neal used to like just write such amazing bits in the scripts that were never going to be seen by anyone. But obviously from the point of view of the people reading it, it was just yeah. so evocative and so helpful to make the program that, yeah, it was just a an amazing and bloody hot night. Mm. So I don't think there, there wasn't a dry seat in the house. <laughs> But yeah, if you could enjoy it so much after that, it must have been. Oh, mate, that was the um, thing. Is I think yeah. by the end of it, I, I I was chaining peanuts on the way home in the <laughs> try and remain awake and alive, and but I, and I was dehydrated as anything. But it was fucking so magnificent. glad you did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, so I was just going to mention very briefly because I want to get both of your perspectives on it more than anything. Um, I watched the Final Destination which I'd heard of for ages and I, I don't know if you mentioned it and I thought it was, was it 
seemed like just a very glorified stylistic public service announcement safety <laughs> is that like I'd, I wasn't really sure but it was fascinating interesting to see you know all the different dangers that are around all the time <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be honest my brain works like that anyway I've never seen Final Destination <laughs> right, I, okay. I've always been tempted by it but I, again it was one of those it, things where it's as the big franchise and, continued oh, yeah. I was like oh I've sort of lost the shine lost, of one of yeah. well, that's it. as a concept mm. I love that concept I should sit down and watch it one Wait, day if it comes on the it was, telly or it's yeah like it was, it was abs- I could absolutely sit there and be entertained by it and mm. I was like, I just don't know if this is going to conclude in any way that feels deep or well, anything. But it was just, it was fun. If I remember yeah. rightly, it's written by the two guys who wrote all the best bits of the X Files. Uh, okay, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the two guys who wrote all the like really great ones, like Humbug and mm. Tombs and stuff like that. I'm sure it's like it's yeah. definitely a fascinating idea, and yeah, not actually having a killer or as such you know but yeah 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 so I, I think i watched the first one and didn't okay. get beyond that i think no. I tempted but again i think people said oh yeah like the deaths were the point was so that, well, that's ludicrous, yeah but then yeah. they got beyond ludicrous yeah well that's so. that doesn't tend to interest me yeah but i sort of felt like oh, i should watch it one day and then just right i'm gonna just press play and see what happens but maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll have to do it can yeah. be it, i can be interested see what but... we could get out of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, definitely. Excellent. Right. Anyway, so thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Thanks yeah. ever so much to everyone who got in contact with us uh, yeah, absolutely. last fortnight. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you've got any questions or comments, please do email us or message us on Instagram. We're always happy to hear and chat. Um, and go and check out our next episode is going to be Alien. Mm. Uh, Alien. Yeah. Alien. Alien. Yes. Alien. <laughs> We go and check out Alien, and we'll see you in a fortnight's time. Thanks very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yay, we did it. Well done. Yay. <laughs>